Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 165 today. And today's topic is Snowfall, season five, episode 10, titled Fault Lines. And this was the season finale. The description reads, um, Franklin is decimated. Teddy moves to secure his future. The family fractures. Y'all already know. Y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. Dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. This is how you go out with the season finale. And we about to get into it. Yeah, we about to get into it. I do want to apologize for not coming on on my normal Thursday night. Last night, Hulu did not want us to be great, y'all. I had to go back and rewatch it so I could get some notes took down. And Hulu was down for a few hours. I ended up starting uh, writing while I was waiting for it to come back up. Then I got a little tired. So I'm back on today, rejuvenated. So we're about to get into it. Sorry I'm a day late. I want to thank you guys for tuning in these nine weeks to join me for my recaps. I really appreciate your support. I will continue to drop content. Um, I won't have a pod this Sunday because, you know, the Power Universe is on break for six months. However, from now on for a while, I'm only going to drop pods on Fridays and Sundays. I will drop two pods a week. Um, The reason why is I kind of, with all our main shows being on break, I'm, I'm still writing my book. I'm almost done with the rough draft. My plan is to have it done within a certain time frame and to have everything concluded by August. That's my plan. Sometimes when you plan things, God has a way of, you know, making it go his way. So if it's meant to be, it will be. But I'm hoping by August, everything will be done. But I want it to be right. So I don't want to rush myself as well. So I'm going to try to get a lot of writing done within the next few weeks. Um, But starting next Friday, we will have a pod up every Friday and Sunday. Of course, as our shows return with the big skies and other things we recap on a regular, I will get them out on the night or the next day that it comes out. But for the next couple of you know weeks while we're waiting for our powers to return in our normal scheduled shows, um, I'm going to do a lot of stuff. Re, um, recaps on like Italian Mob, like the Castro Nostro, the movies, the documentaries. I'm going to go back into the Narcos world. We're going to talk about more of the Pablo Escobars, the uh, Mexico, the Mexican cartels. Um, we'll talk about uh, the El Chapos and the Tijuana crew. Um, we're going to start doing documentaries. I want to start recapping true crime documentaries, like things that really took place. Uh, We're going to do more movie recaps. I want to recap Get Rich or Die Trying. I'm going to be doing random Power episodes, reviews from the earlier seasons of Power that I never recapped. And we're going to have Freestyle Friday sometime. Like some Friday nights is just going to be where I do a pod. I might talk about trending topics, um, play some music, and, you know, just have fun and catch up with you guys. So it still will be a pod every Friday and Sunday, even though our shows are on break. And those are the things I'll be recapping. And as always, you guys can hit me up. Alicia Shanice 
for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram, and you can email me at aliciashaniceReviews13 at gmail.com. Now, if you have any recap requests, I will get those out for you. That doesn't have to be on a Friday or Sunday. Hit me up. Give me a couple days to get back to you. I will get your recap out. It could be a documentary. It could be a TV show, a movie, or a music album. Hit me up. Let me know what you want me to recap, and I'll check it out and get it back out to you. I'll get that recap out within a week. Um, I promise. Don't forget, you can always follow my music playlist. They are exclusively on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves. You'll see my picture profile pop up, and then it'll take you to all of my music playlists. And y'all know, my music ears is long range. So we about to get into the show. We're going to talk about it scene by scene. Um, and then I have a sleeper for you guys after that in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod father. So we're about to get, get into it, get into it, get into it. Because this, this was how a season finale was done. It walked us straight into season six, baby. The last two episodes, yeah, that was the snowfall we were missing. So I'm hoping they bring all that energy and writing into season six, which will be the final season. So let's get into it, y'all. Let's talk snowfall. Name is Shanice. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. episode it opens up we got franklin and veronique they having unicorn sex baby both coming at the same damn time child they was getting it on they was getting it on so much hell franklin even mentions he wants marriage now (laughs) so veronique was putting it on him baby so after that we get into the next scene and we see ruben Ruben meets up with one of his handlers and he tells him about, you know, the invasion they did on Ivy and they show him a, they show, uh, he shows his handler a banged up Ivy in the trunk next to a dead agent. So he's telling him like, look, we got to get to a safe house so we can get this handled. So it jumps to the next scene and over at Gustavo's, we see, (laughs) We got the badass kids running through the house at 6.30 in the morning. Gustavo girl look like she going crazy. But lucky for her, they bad as hell and broke the damn vase. And she found out that it's bugs in the house. So she ends up finding that, you know, that house is wiretapped. So it was a good thing those kids was running around and she would have never knew they've been getting listened to the whole time. And ain't no telling how many wires in the house. So we go into the next scene and we got Louie and Jerome. They still in wedding bliss, all smiles and teeth showing, talking about moving and getting a white maid who knows how to cook sweet potato pie because they don't do pumpkin pie. And as they're doing that, Teddy calls 
Now, while he calling, he got Freak Doctor on top of him, putting it on his ass. And he tells uh, Louie about Franklin quitting the game. And asks her if she thinks she can handle everything. So she like, yep. So when she hangs up, she tells Jerome Rome. And they both agree that it could be a good idea that Franklin is out of the game because it won't be no tension. It won't be no, um, you know, conflict. Everything could be all good. So it won't even be no competition with, you know, how they divide territories up. So they all smiles. They feel like everything is working out wonderful for them. So at the office in the next scene, we got our girl Wanda Bell. She in there telling Veronique how she needs to go on a leave of absence. And as they're discussing that and Veronique is like, you know, they're going to work with her and she'll be able to have her job when she returns back. We see Franklin having a fucking meltdown, screaming. He slams that damn dough. <laughs> the, the way how the way how Wanda Bell ran off, <laughs> baby. I love me some Wanda Bell. She is a whole vibe. Wanda Bell, like, I hope everything okay. That don't sound too good. <laughs> so, Veronique goes into the office to check in on Franklin. And she looking at him and we both know them breathing treatments she like to give him. It ain't finna work, Veronique. And she like, what the hell is going on? My boy Franklin, he like, my money is all gone. I told y'all, I told y'all weeks ago, Teddy Ass was getting ready to steal all Franklin money when he had that dude come and talk about how they was about to do all those um transfers and stuff i knew he was going after franklin money so we get into the next scene and gustavo girl calls him to get him to come home so she can tell him about the bug being in the house because of course she doesn't want to tell him on the phone because we don't know how many wires they got in that house on their phone line so she's trying to get him home so she can explain what she found so we go into the next scene and we go over to the projects. Now, this scene right here was deeper than what people probably think. Leon is in there kicking real game to the homies. He's telling them how the game is changing. And if Franklin is out, he wants to be out too. He like midterm laws, they're changing from the November election approaching. He like one gram of rock is going to be the same time you would get for one gram of powder. And that's some true to form shit of what happened back in the 80s. Most of our black men that was teenagers in the 80s, when that bill was passed, <laughs> Biden, we talked about it in my crack documentary recap. Make sure y'all check that out if y'all love Snowfall. This shit is so deep. And that's why I love talking about Snowfall. That's why this show means a lot to me because this was the domino effect of the community after they flooded this shit with crack. So Leon like, look, we can get out. We can start legit businesses, buy houses, do something to save our people. But them niggas, they ain't trying to hear it. I mean, it's a product. They're, they're a product of their own environment. They don't know no better. You know, that's all they know. So Big D, 
He like, shit, nigga, you out? That mean I'm in charge. And they all get to laughing. They joking. They ain't trying to hear nothing Leon is preaching or saying. And Leon just gives a look like a disappointment because he really wants to. He's been reading. He's been picking up on knowledge. He wants to change his ways. He wants to lift up his people. He wants to clean up the community. They ain't hearing it. They don't see it, you know. So that scene was deep because when he was talking about how all them laws was changing, this is around the time they like in 86 when after that Lynn Bias stuff happened, which they showed at the beginning of the season, after that is when they made all those task forces. That's when all the laws change. And for one small thing of crack, it could be, it's probably people in a, um, in a joint still locked up from the 80s. That's where most of the men went. And a lot of them were teenagers then. So we get into the next scene. Franklin goes to tell Mama Sissy about the money being gone. They even went into his offshore accounts. They went into the Panama accounts and everything. They have took $73 million away. Now, we heard Louie and Jerome say a few episodes back, they had about 12, 13 mil put up. Gustavo later in this episode said around the same, and I'm sure Leon about the same. This nigga, he has 73 million. So Franklin knows, like, look, if it was a legit seize, we would all be in jail. This was Teddy. This was Teddy. So Franklin comes up with the bright idea to call Teddy, tells him he's, you know, back in the game. It was a mistake and kidnap him and torture him. And V is looking at it the smart way. She like, babe, if you kidnapped a CIA officer, we all did. And I grew up doing this type of shit. It's ways to get the money back. Mama Sissy, she just sitting there being quiet because, you know, she got her little thing going with Ruben. So she kind of like just taking it all in, seeing the best way she can help without letting him know that she's been doing her thing with Ruben trying to bring down Teddy anyway. So after that, we get into the next scene. And Teddy meets with his boss. He gloating. He um he all happy talking about how he got 70 million seized cash from one of his assets. And it's in his possession. And it's no way the owner can never claim it. And remember, he think he also good to go because he got that um triple amount of shipment coming in from Avi. Uh with them guns so he thinking like okay we didn't got this money everything going good with with the war in nicaragua i'm doing my we good now he don't know i'll be as out of commission so you know the boss he like damn you know what I'm saying he like damn teddy you you was a good thing to bring you back you handling everything they all smiles and gloats and shit now after that we get into the next scene and we got a paranoid mama sissy calling ruben but he out on the field right now so she can't get in touch with him now it goes into the next scene to the warehouse and we see Ruben is there with his handler and Avi. He got Avi tied up, but his handler is telling him like, look, you need to handle this shit. Uh, time is kicking. It, tick, tick. You need to handle it. You need to get whatever files you need to know. We got a dead agent. We're going to have to handle this. Now, after... You know, his handler tells him that it put that camera straight on <laughs> Ruby. And this nigga went straight Narcos El Chapo style. Hell, I thought I was watching Narcos for a minute because y'all know Ruben play El Chapo and Narcos. <laughs> he starts punching Ivy. 
Hey, damn, y'all know I love me some Ivy. That that hurt. That hurt when he was punching Ivy. He lets Ivy hit a hit a cigarette. Now Ivy, you know, saying he he been around the game for a long time, and he's a former Mossad of his own country, so he knows how all this works. He didn't figure out who Ruben worked for, and Ivy tells him like, look, um. I'll give you all the information you want. The CIA, Teddy McDonald, hell, I even give you Franklin. And I'm pretty fond of the boy, you know. He tells him, like, look, I have no loyalty to America. So I'll be liking all the falls that you found. They won't help you because I learned a long time ago not to put the launch codes where the keys are. So, you know, Ruben listening. Now, it goes into the next scene, and Franklin arrives at Ivy's um, building because he knows Ivy might know more about what's going on. He knows he's still working with Teddy, and he knows um, Ivy knew about the Panama accounts as well. But when he goes there, the building is on fire, so he knows, okay, something is going on. My money gone, Ivy building on fire, Gustavo ain't answering no pages, so this is making Franklin go even more crazier. So... He ends up finally speaking with Teddy, smug ass, who is like, you sure are paging me a lot for somebody who quit. So Franklin, like, look, <laughs> you're like, I made a mistake. I felt betrayed. It was a mistake. Remember what we used to say? You know, we're going to stick together to the end. I'm still with you to the end, bro. <laughs> Teddy plays them, of course. Franklin, like, all right, man. Look, just, just just put the money back. Can you just put the money back, please? <laughs> he like, I don't know what you're talking about. He like, look, my money is gone. Ivy's building is on fire. Now that catches Teddy's attention because remember, he is waiting for Ivy to do that triple amount of shipment with them guns over there to Nicaragua. They need them over there. So he like, hold on, what? What we just say about Ivy? So he still plays dumb, of course. And, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, you you know, you're having money problems. <laughs> and my man Franklin, he can't take a, take that shit no more. He he can't take it no more. He like, look, you crack a motherfucker. If I don't get my motherfucking money back in 24 hours, you and everybody you care about, baby. It, it, so... He even uses uh, Teddy's favorite word. Do you understand? <laughs> so, you know, they threaten each other and Franklin is going through it. I mean, that's $73 million gone. So it goes into the next scene and Ruben goes through the files and he um, tells Ivy, they kind of talk. He ends up telling Ivy that his father was um, Russian. He was from Russia. He was a diplomat, but he was stationed in Cuba where he met his mother at. So he's Russian and Cuban. And they kind of bond a little bit over their Russian lineage roots because Ivy as well. He's a Russian Jew. So Ivy um, makes him promise like, listen, sir, if you end up promising me, because they kind of talk. And he like, if you promise on your dead mother's soul that you will, you know, spare my life, I will give you all of the information you need. So Ruben promises he will. So it goes into the next scene and Gustavo goes home and he finds out about the book. So he, he instantly assumes it was Teddy. But 
if you look towards the end, it was the DEA who arrested him, and we'll get to that part. But um, if you are like one of my Narcos watchers or who have done, you know, watched my recaps on Narcos or my documentaries I did about the cartels, one thing for sure, the DEA and the CIA, they don't fuck with each other. They are government, but two different things. The DEA and the CIA do not fuck with each other. The DEA called the CIA clowns in action. So, um, Gustavo calls Teddy and he tells him, cause you know, Teddy's been paging him for help. And he tells him like one of his little, one of his, the kids, they're in the hospital. So he like, I ain't going to be able to meet up with you till later. So Gustavo thinking about like, you know what? Something ain't right. I didn't find the bug in my house. I know that he was bugging Franklin spot. I ain't never do nothing to him. So it, I'm about to take my money, my family and get the fuck on down. So Gustavo thinking ahead of the game, like it's time for me to go. Now, Franklin goes to talk with Veronique and she gives him a breakdown. Like, look, after looking at everything, looking at all of the, what we own, baby, you not only broke, but you in debt. So this nigga loses it, of course, as he should. And Gustavo finally returns his call. Now, when Franklin asks him for help, we also see why Gustavo is stand, um, standing at that payphone. Somebody is watching him. Now, I'm assuming that was Teddy. I thought that was Teddy Card that was following him and seeing like, okay, you tell me you at the hospital, but no, you at the payphone making calls. I'm thinking that was Teddy. But um, Gustavo, like, look, Franklin, you cool and all, but Teddy is government. You will not win. You you won't win. And you know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't help with this one. He gonna know it was me. So Franklin, you know, he goes off, of course. He like, after I saved your motherfucking life from that damn tiger, uh, Gustavo had to throw back up in his face. Like, I saved your life too, which is true. Franklin would have not have made it out of season, was that season? Season one. Franklin would not have made it out of season one. When he rolled down to Stumper's crib, trying to sell the, um, when he got a hope of the recipe and was trying to put them on, you know, letting them know that he had the crack and trying to get that powder off. Franklin wouldn't have never got out of that. Dude who stabbed Delroy and Victor was about to cut his ass up, slice him up. And it was actually Gustavo and Lucia who saved him. So, you know, they both saved each other's lives. And I kind of felt Gustavo. He has kids he has to worry about and his girl. And that's the game. And they end with the government. They they not going to win when it comes to Teddy. And I'm going to talk about that, too. It's a reason for that. So, you know, it's fucked up, of course. But Gustavo looking out for his family. Same thing Franklin would do. So, after that, we go into, you know, Franklin hangs up. And, you know, he gets throwing shit everywhere and gets to going crazy. So he calls Louie, he begs her for help. He like, I need help and only you can help me. So it goes into the next scene and we go back into the projects. Now we got Lil Lee. He just sitting there, damn near in tears, looking at all his peoples, all, the, all these boys, all his boys in the hood. <laughs> you got these fools riding bikes through the projects with pistols in their hands shooting dice 
playing bones at the table, busting guns in the air, child. Leon looking like just so hurt, you know, because he really want to help. But, but they ain't trying to hear it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a product of your environment. If you don't know, you don't know. That's all they know. So we see how the project's going to be with Big D in charge. And it's just true to form. It's what was really going on, not only in South Central, but everywhere, you know. So Wanda Bell, she comes up. She's excited. She done got her passport. And he like, pack your shit and let's go. So she gives him a kiss and they take off. So I'm hoping that they made it out of town. But I'm happy, I'm happy that they left their story open like that. So we'll still probably see them in season six and see what happened. So we get to the next scene. And Teddy and the freak doctor, Parissa, they go on another mission. Now, they go to Ivy's home because, you know, Ivy's warehouse has been caught on fire. So, they're trying to see what's going on. And while he's in the house searching, Ruben is already in there getting the files that Ivy told him about. Ruben ends up dropping the flashlight. He runs out. Now, Teddy's sitting up there like, he noticed somebody in the house. He like, copy. Marissa, do you copy? <laughs> Before she can answer when Ruben running out, he hear that damn copy. Ruben turn around and shit. By the time when Teddy don't hear her saying copy back or, you know, giving them moaning sound, sounds like she out there playing pleasure on herself, he runs out there and Parissa them and kidnapped. Hell, I don't know what the hell Ruben going to do with her crazy ass. Hell, he probably going to be trying to torture her and she going to get the pleasure on herself thinking that shit turned her on. But anywho, so... Ruben kidnaps Parissa and Teddy runs out looking like he done lost his damn mind. So we get into the next scene and Gustavo goes to the warehouse to get his money because all Gustavo is thinking like, I'm about to get my money, get my baby and my kids and we we out of here. It's, just, it's time to go. So as he's loading up that truck, he got all his money out the warehouses. The cops roll down on him. He takes that damn Bronco, bags it up. Some more cops roll up on him behind him. And we see our old friend, Tony, from the DEA, who was Lorena's handler, who Gustavo killed in the warehouse. Remember, she was doing undercover work. Teddy cleaned it up to make it look like she was dirty. Now, Tony had all of this information because Lorena knew Teddy was CIA. So they already had all of this information that they they had and they've been looking into Gustavo. So I don't they arrested him. Tony shows up like remember me? Now I'm mean, I'm thinking that they left it open for season 6 so we'll see still see Gustavo. Gustavo might turn informant. Who knows? He might end up giving them all the information that they need. But with Teddy being CIA, he might Turn on Gustavo like that was the one who killed a DEA agent, which was Lorena. So we'll see. But <sighs> Gustavo, it ain't looking good for him. He either going to have to turn informant or he ain't going to never see the light of day again. So um, we get into the next scene. And Franklin meets up with Louie to ask for help. This scene kind of broke my heart. He wants her help to trap Teddy. So he like, when you do your next drop, let me know so I can kidnap his ass. 
Louis like, what? I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying, you got robbed and all, but um, it's my turn now. So I ain't throwing it away for you. And I was like, what the fuck? Louis, Louis is selfish. Louis is selfish. Louis is out of control. And Louis probably has already always been this way. Because it was a reason when you go back to the first episode when uh, Franklin and her went to go see Claudia. Claudia knocked her ass out and told Franklin about herself. And when she got the messing back with Claudia, how she switched up then. And then, you know what I'm saying, how she got to trying to take over Claudia Club. Louis is power hungry. And it's an ego. It's an insecurity. She's selfish. Because if they would have all worked together, did everything, together they would still be a family knit. Y'all was all getting money. It was no need for you just to be like, I just want this my turn now. Bitch, it's been your turn. Y'all was all in this together, making millions of dollars that y'all had never seen. When, when the show first started, you was on the damn couch watching General Hospital, looking crazy, you know? So I'm like, what the fuck? Franklin, like, what the fuck? Franklin pulls that pistol out, and she like, you gonna shoot me? My nigga Franklin like, if it means getting my money back, Hell yeah. And out, come, <laughs> out comes bitch ass Buckley. <laughs> he done put the pistol to the back of Franklin's head. Louis like, you were saying? Franklin like, fuck you. <laughs> so she spares his life out of respect for Jerome, but vows if she see him again, she gonna kill him. Now, that was her mistake right there because she should she should have never let, I mean, she, if you was going to do all that, you might as well kill Franklin because you, you didn't, child, you, you didn't woke the beast up in Franklin. You didn't woke the beast up. You and, you and Buckley ass both did now. So, it gets into the next scene and Franklin tells Veronique, basically, it's wartime. It's wartime. And, you know what I'm saying? He like, I can understand if you feel like you got to move out again, but hey, look, all the gloves is off now. So she tells him she understands. They kiss each other and he leaves on his little mission. And after he walks out the door, she picks up the phone to make a call asking somebody for help. Now, I am assuming the person she called was Mommy Scammer. I'm thinking she called her mama because her and her mama probably are going to work together to get Franklin's money back. Remember, she grew up doing scams all across the country. She was out of the country in Paris and everywhere doing stuff like this. I think she even said she was in Tijuana at one point doing a scam. So she didn't, I, I, I'm assuming, this is my theory, she called her mama and they're going to figure out how to get that money transferred back over there. So Franklin, <laughs> Franklin goes and recruits my girl Black Diamond in Dallas. And he like, look, let me know right now. This is not about to be pretty. Are y'all good with it? Black Diamond and Dallas both look at each other. They like, hey, fuck it. We got babysitters tonight. Let's get it. <laughs> I love me some Black Diamond and Dallas, baby. So this part made me cry. It made me cry. I'm sorry. I love me some Ivy, y'all. Uh, Ivy, Ivy is from, he's from the original Snowfall. He's from season one. He's the one who gave Franklin his first brick, you know. And 
Ruben gets all the information he needs. Ivy even lets him know, like, this one more thing. Teddy has really been cut off from the CIA, so he's more like a contractor. He's more like an asset himself. So, like, when you try to take him down, they could, they could say they ain't had nothing to do with it because he's not really, you know, a CIA officer anymore. He's just like an asset himself. And as he's giving him that information, Ruben shoots him in the chest. Ivy jumps out that chair, says his final prayer. Ruben like, I'm sorry, Ivy, and he gives him a kill shot to the head. Ruben Handler like, you sure we couldn't have used him? Ruben like, we couldn't trust him. And then that damn Phil Collins, I can feel it in the air, gets the plan in the background, setting the mood. So, child, whenever you play Phil Collins, feel it in the air. That's so 80s, and that song never ages. And it, it was just the right song to play. This was the season finale, y'all. I, I was very pleased. This was the best episode out of this season. Out of this season, this was the best episode. This shit was fire. This shit was fire. Oh, God. Now, the whole time, the Phil Collins filling in the air is playing in the background. Baby, Franklin, Black Diamond in Dallas, they go on a motherfucking killing Robin high spree. They hitting all Louis and Jerome spots, blasting they man, baby. They want plan. <laughs> they was looking like, <laughs> you know, they wanted me. I said, I was trying to join them. I'm like, hell, y'all could pick me up. <laughs> man, they want plan. They go from spot to spot. You know what I'm saying? Black Diamond and Dallas doing what they doing. Like, hey, y'all, here come Franklin with the kill shot. They get the shit loading up their money. They putting everything in them bags. After that, it show Louie and Jerome. They Both of their pages get the going off. Now, Franklin goes to the hospital. <laughs> Franklin and I'm walking in like some bosses. Shit, he walks in Kane's room. He calmly reaches over to Kane. That nigga said it was Louie. <laughs> Kane, eyes. Baby, if eyes could say a million words, his eyes said it all. Shit, them little, that that uh, IV got the beeping. After that, oh, uh, with Kane eyes looking like that, all I could think was Louie, Officer Bitch Ass Buckley, Romy Rome. Y'all better run. Y'all better run. So after that, Teddy meets up with his boss. And all that gloating, the cheesing he was doing earlier, gloating about the 73 million. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Teddy like, there might be a problem. There might be a problem. Because Teddy didn't figure it out. With all the stuff with Ivy being gone, Parissa being kidnapped. Oh, it's bigger than Franklin. It's bigger than Franklin. And he knows something is up. So the kids um, at Gustavo's, they're looking for Gustavo. His girl is laying there. She know Gustavo left to get the money. She know the house was bugged. So she is looking there. She's worried. She knows something happened to Gustavo. She knows he he either dead or in jail. She knows she has that worried look on her face. Then we get to the final scene. We get to the final scene, y'all. 
he gets to the final scene. Franklin is sitting there. He looking at an old family picture of him, Mama Sissy, Alton, Jerome, Louie, even Lil Leon was in a picture. And they on Jerome old porch. He just sitting there like just reminiscing of how he used to be. And in walks Mama Sissy. Black Diamond and Dallas like, you want me to search her? <laughs> he like, nah, she good. And Mama Sissy walks in. She like, I heard Jerome say he got robbed. Was that you? Franklin goes off. Franklin Saint style. He like, should I try to do it the right way? I showed compassion, composure, understanding. I did it all. <laughs> Baby, Mama Sissy just sitting there calm, letting him go off. She like, look, son, you still want to kill Teddy? Because I made a few friends in Cuba. He look at her. He like, what kind of friends you made in Cuba? Baby, she tells him she befriended. The KGB. The KGB is real, y'all. The KGB was the main security agent for the Soviet Union. And this was back in the day. And it was the KGB against the CIA. So, yeah, they're keeping it true to form. And I can't wait for season six because they politely walked us right into it. Franklin, like, for real? Because, you know, Franklin, he's a man of knowledge. He reads. He's he, he reads. He did all that research. That's how he found out about Teddy. Louis wasn't finna do all of that. So she ain't finna be able to play that game like Franklin did with, with Teddy. Mama Sissy like, look, fire with fire. Franklin like, mama, we do this, we gonna have to burn this whole motherfucker down. Mama Sissy like, son. Oh, son, let's go. And all we hear is. And that's how you do a season finale, damn it. <laughs> this episode was 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Now, if I'm going to rate the season, uh, they didn't give us no closure on Peaches. So, at least, you know, I mean, that could be a good thing. I still got hope for Peaches. Remember, I told y'all I said, let y'all know how I feel about Peaches on the season finale. <laughs> I still got hope for Peaches. But at least they left that door open. They left that. They left a lot of doors open for season six. No closure on Peaches. No closure on Alton. So they didn't give us any type of closure. Plus, realistically speaking, in season six, I'm going to keep it all the way real. If they kill Teddy, it's going to do justice for us TV viewers. We'll appreciate it. But I'm going to be real with y'all. Snowfall is realistic. John Singleton knew what he was doing. 
Um, not taking anything away from the writers, but if y'all want to keep it true to form, if y'all kill Teddy, it won't be true to form. And I'm going to tell y'all why. It was a million Teddies in, um, in the 80s. This whole underground operation of what they were doing to save the, the war in Nicaragua was illegal. And it was basically Reagan's secret war illegally. Allegedly. Allegedly. This was Reagan's and Bush thing. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get to talking about the Oliver Norths, all of this happened. All of this happened. But the people like Teddy's, you know where they're at today? They're off with their families, living in their boathouses with their grandchildren. And you know where the Franklins and the Leons and the Gustavos are at? They're dead or they're in jail to this day. Now, Freeway Rick did get let loose, but Freeway Rick did the education, but a lot of brothers didn't do that. Um, also, something we are going to cover, I didn't. we're going to talk about Gary Webb. Gary Webb, he was a reporter, and he let a lot of stuff out the bag. Gary Webb is dead. It was a man named Barry Seal. Barry Seal was somebody you could look out could look at him like a teddy he was flying the planes with all of the cocaine over you know he died in 87 or 86 um but he died at the hands of pablo escobar now y'all know pablito pablito would take your ass out he didn't care if he was government official or not but the brothers like franklin them they weren't they weren't fucking with the cia like that you know what I'm saying they wasn't they weren't finna kill them so in season six, for us viewers, yeah, we appreciate seeing the good death scene with Teddy. But if you want to keep it realistic, people like Franklin M was dead or in jail. A few of them made it out. Teddy, they living on a boathouse right now, retired. Gustavo's, they was already dead or jail. All this shit happened. And this was all about the war in Nicaragua. I can't wait for season six. It's season six, so anybody can go, and I'm hoping that they keep it so true to form. I do want to do a breakdown of Gary Webb. It's a documentary, and it's a movie on him as well. Really, really good, and he exposed a lot of that. The Contra Wars, it was a Contra uh, trial with Oliver North. That's a big deal, too. A lot to do with the CIA. I mean, this shit goes deep. It goes deep. So I'm hoping that the writers, you know, I'm not taking anything from them, but I have to say, if I'm going to keep it all the way real, season five was not the best. Not for Snowfall. It was good and it was entertaining. But I would have to say out of all of the seasons we've gotten so far, season two and three was amazing. Four was too. But my favorite season so far out of all five of them was season two and three. Season one was really, really good, but it was like a slow build and it was necessary because they showed you everything of how it was coming along on how Teddy was, on how Franklin got in the game, on how he got the recipe out and, you know, how people really didn't know what they were getting addicted to. It was a new high. So I can't wait for season six. I'm hoping we go out with a banger. I'm hoping that they bring the soul and spirit into that writing room when they're writing it. But as far as the acting, the actors and the cast and crew, they did a magnificent job. Damson Idris acted his ass off. Angela Lewis, who plays Louie, 
my fellow Michiganer. She's from Detroit, Michigan. Shout out to the D. She did her thing. I couldn't stand her character, but I she acted her ass off. That one episode Romy Rome did, I think it was episode seven. That was his episode. Let me just say this. The whole cast and crew acted their ass off. So shout out to them. I just didn't feel like this was the most best season, but episode nine and 10, they did justice. Like the season finale was fire. So shout out to Snowfall. You know, I still think it's one of the best shows out. It's very true to form. So I'm hoping they go out with season six like that as well. So don't forget, please come back and kick it with your girl. I love you guys. I appreciate your support. I will be on every Friday and Sunday. So I have a sleeper for you guys. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do this shit like Joe Button. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the pod, Father Joey. Here's my sleeper. Uh, Mr. Black Man, tell me where you're heading. The last few years, I watched why you were 
thousand pounds of growth for the population. Soon we won't be able to have a strong black nation. I shoot here, I stab, and they're going to stop. Cause now you're down from a dose of the crack rock. I'm just a newbie and queen that needs a king to stand strong and try to press on. It's not a white man's finger on the trigger. Projects, drive-bys, call each other nigger. I'm not here to scope forever, shape and mold. That young black mom that won't live to grow old. Cause you're fronting, smoking on the blunt. And down with your friends, cause you think you're making ends. But you're not. And that's the truth of the matter. Your brother getting skinny cause you want your pockets fat. Five o'clock in the morning. Where you gonna be? That was my sleeper, five o'clock by nonchalant. Uh, <clears throat> that was made in 95. That's a slept on song. Sister Girl was speaking some truth. That that beat is straight fire. Um, <clears throat> so don't forget, I won't do a pod this week. But starting next Friday, we're gonna have pod. I'm gonna have a pod out every Friday and Sunday. So make sure you tune in. As soon as our shows pick up, of course, I'm gonna be right back on schedule. But by what most of our shows are on break, we still gonna do reviews. We still gonna, you know what I'm saying, do our thing every Friday and Sunday. It's Friday, y'all. Y'all get out in the streets, partying, go out wherever, be safe, protect your energy at all costs. Remember, what's meant for you is for you. You might fall down. Get back up and try again. Don't let nobody knock you off your grind. Don't let nobody knock you off of your hustle. Don't make nobody make you question yourself. As long as you know you're doing what you got to do, what's best for you, and you ain't out here doing no harm to nobody or don't mean nobody no bad, look out for you. Protect your energy. Life is short and live it to the fullest. And just always remember, it might you're gonna have bad days that's life but the sun does come up again i love you guys thank you so much for your support if you were just tuning in for snowfall i thank you for checking me out these nine weeks i've enjoyed recapping it it's one of my favorite shows and i have more to come i'm definitely gonna get into that gary webb story we about to start doing some true crime and much more so every friday and sunday it will be a pot out pot out and don't forget i don't mind even if you want to reach out and just say, what's up? My social media links are in the description of the episode. You can always hit me up, even if you don't have a recap, just to say, what's up? I want to know my supporters. I want to know, you know, who messes with me because I mess back with you heavy. And you guys are dope, straight up. Like, much, much love to you guys. And I'm wishing you all well. I'm wishing you all a beautiful weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed Snowfall this season. It was a really good season, just not, you know, on the top of what they have done. But, you know, shout out to the whole beautiful cast and crew and the writing team and the writing team. I know, you know, as an aspiring writer myself, I know it's not easy. So, you know, I'm not putting you guys down at all. We all just trying to do what's best for us and do what we can to get by. So on that note, it's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.